You're listening to Quest for Love, a podcast for smart, successful women who want to stop attracting the same kind of men over and over so they can finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode number 21 of the Quest for Love podcast. My name is Melissa Snow. I am a love and life coach, and I am your host. And I have a super exciting announcement today. We are doing an upcoming episode of the Quest for Love podcast called Ask a Man Anything. And I have partnered with TikTok superstar Paul Gully. If you guys don't know who he is, I will link his TikTok up in the show notes because he is super hilarious. But he's also just a really nice guy, a really good husband, a really lovely dad, and um, he's also super cute. So if you have any questions that you want to ask anonymously or otherwise, I will put the link in the show notes for you to submit your question to be answered on an upcoming episode. It can be anything about men, love, relationships, dating, anything along those lines that you have questions about that you want to get a man's advice or answer or input on. So make sure that you do that after you're done listening to this episode. All right, let's dig in. Today we are talking about how to stop obsessing. (laughs) First of all, I want to say that if you saw today's topic and you were like, oh my God, that's me, do not feel shame. There is no judgment here. We've all done it. Now, I'm not talking about like fatal attraction type obsessing, but here's what I am talking about. You go on a date with a guy and it's so good. He's cute. The conversation flows. He laughs at your jokes. He even kisses you at the end of the day and says that he really wants to see you again. But the next day you hear nothing. And the next day you send him a very casual text, just trying to feel things out, but not come on too strong. And you still hear nothing. So then the next day you text him, Hey, haven't heard from you. Hope everything's okay and you still hear nothing. So the next day you text him, you know, if you're not interested, you could have just said that and you still hear nothing. So the next day you text him, hello, and it is not a good look, but you can't freaking help yourself. You are obsessed. Or he breaks up with you or you finally get the nerve to break up with him, but then you can't stop thinking about him. You go to bed alone that night for the first time in months, and it feels so sad and lonely in your big bed all alone. You start to wonder if there's something wrong with you, something that you could have said or done to make him change his mind, or if you broke up with him, you start to question if you made the right decision. You can't sleep, you can't eat, you keep looking at your phone, hoping that he'll call and beg you to come back. Maybe you text your friend and ask her to call you because you think maybe he has and your phone just isn't working. Your mind never stops racing. You are obsessed and you have no idea how to make it stop. Well, the good news is that you actually have way more control than you think you do. You're not helpless, it's not hopeless. Even though the things that you've tried so far haven't worked, (laughs) 
And today I'm going to give you several tips that will help you to stop obsessing, no matter what the situation is. And although the examples I'm going to give you today all relate to guys and relationships, these tips can be used no matter what you're obsessing about. Whether it's that snide comment that your friend made earlier, the chocolate cake in the fridge that you know you shouldn't eat, or the pillows on the couch that are not properly arranged. (laughs) Okay, maybe that last one is just me. Anyway, here we go. So the first tip I have for you is realize that the only thing that is happening is that you are feeling an emotion and that emotion is just a vibration in your body. And here's what I mean when I talk about emotions being a vibration in your body, for those of you who have never heard me say this before. Think about how it feels in your body when you are nervous or anxious. Your palms get sweaty, you can feel your heart racing, you start taking like these quick shallow breaths, maybe you get really hot, some people's fingers get really tingly or they get butterflies in their stomach, you might feel like you're going to jump out of your skin, that is what a vibration in your body feels like. That's what I mean when I say an emotion is a vibration in your body. It's just something, some kind of energy flowing through your body that you can actually feel. So when you are obsessing, whether it's over someone who just broke up with you or someone you went on a date with that hasn't called or whatever, it's happening because you are feeling an emotion. Maybe grief, sadness, disappointment, hopelessness, worry, helplessness, whatever the feeling is, remind yourself that the only thing that is happening right now is that you are feeling a vibration in your body. You're feeling an emotion and that it won't last forever. And that last part is really big. Because a lot of times you get stuck in this cycle of thinking about someone and checking their social media and looking to see if they've called and coming up with all these imaginary scenarios in your head. It's usually because you're trying to get rid of whatever negative emotion you're feeling. You're so desperate to stop feeling sad or worried or whatever you're feeling, so you check your phone for the hundredth time, or you text him again, or you drive past his house because it's sort of on the way home, and you think that doing these things is what will make you stop feeling this negative feeling, but it won't. The only way out is through. You have to let yourself have the feeling, to let it be there, to feel the vibration in your body and to remind yourself that it's not a big deal and that even though that vibration in your body feels horrible, it's not going to kill you and it's not going to last forever. All right. So along those same lines of thinking that texting him is going to make you feel better or that when he finally calls, all of your negative feelings will go away, you want to start noticing that you are the one creating your feelings, not him. I know this is going to be like mind blowing for many of you. I'm sure you guys have heard me say this before if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, but the only thing that ever creates your emotions is your thoughts. This is true 100% of the time. You are not feeling these emotions because he has or hasn't called. You're not feeling these emotions because he broke up with you or you broke up with him. You're not feeling these emotions because of anything he said or did. You're only feeling these emotions because of the thoughts that you have. Now, I know you're going to want to argue with me and you're going to want to come up with the worst case scenario of like, what about when someone dies? That's just sad. And I just feel sad. When someone dies, you don't feel sad because they died. 
You feel sad because you have thoughts about them dying that make you sad. And I know this is true because you don't feel sad as soon as a person dies if you have no idea that it happened. You don't start feeling sad until you find out that they died and have the opportunity to have thoughts about it. And I also know this is true because when someone dies, many different people can have many different feelings about it. Not all people are sad about it. Look at Charles Manson, for example. When he died, I'm sure his wife was super sad, but I wasn't. I actually felt kind of relieved. And there were also probably a lot of kids and teenagers who had no idea who he was, and so they felt nothing when they heard that he died. So it wasn't his death that caused any of those feelings, or we would have all felt the same thing. Okay, that was a little bit of a tangent, but here's my point. You think you'll feel better if you text him again. You think you'll feel better if you drive past his house. You think you'll feel better when he finally calls you. But these things are all just neutral circumstances. The only thing that is going to make you feel better is your thoughts about them. If you text him, you might feel better because you'll think this time he's definitely going to respond. Or maybe he's just waiting for me to make the first move. If you drive past his house, you might feel better if his car is gone because you'll think, oh, that's why he hasn't called. He's busy doing something. It's not because he doesn't like me. Or you'll see that her car isn't there and you'll think, ooh, maybe they broke up. Maybe I have a chance and you'll feel better. If he calls you, you might feel better because you'll think he must actually like me because he called. Or maybe this will be different than all the other times. So if you do feel better, it's not because of the actions that he's taking or the things that are happening. It's because of the thoughts that you have about them. And here's why this is good news. Here's why you want me to be right about this, which I am. (laughs) is that if that's true, you don't need anything from him in order to think a thought that makes you feel better. You can just do it. So if he doesn't respond to your first 18 texts, you can either think every guy out there is the same and there's no good ones left and dating in my city is the absolute worst, which feels terrible. Or you can think he's obviously not the right fit for me. Thank you. Next, which feels a little less terrible. If he doesn't call you, you can either think he probably doesn't like me because I'm ugly and I'm going to be alone forever, which feels terrible. Or you can think I don't want somebody who doesn't want me, which feels a little less terrible. You don't need anything from him in order to feel better. You can feel better just by changing your thoughts. And when you feel less terrible, you are automatically going to stop being so obsessive. (laughs) And here's the last thing I have for you. I want you to remember that no matter what is happening, it doesn't mean anything about you. So often you become obsessive because you think that there's some sort of meaning to whatever is happening. If he's not calling you, you decide that means that there's something wrong with you. If he breaks up with you, you make it mean that you'll never find love and you're destined to be alone forever. If he says he likes you, but he doesn't act like it, you think that's confirmation of what you've always known, that you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, skinny enough, funny enough. One of the main reasons that situations like this feel so terrible is because of what you make them mean about you and about relationships and about love and about your future. But here's the thing. 
The fact that one doesn't seem to want you means nothing about how valuable you are. It means nothing about your worth or whether you are anything enough. Don't ever let other people define you. Don't ever let other people's actions define your worth. Whatever he is doing or not doing, saying or not saying, it's all just neutral. It means nothing about you unless you give it that power. So don't give it that power. (laughs) I use analogies related to my business a lot because there are so many similarities. So in this case, let's say I had four consults with potential clients one day. The first one didn't even show up at all. No email, no call, nothing. The second one said that she thought that life coaching was stupid and a joke. The third one was just clearly not a good fit. I could at this point just throw in the towel. I could cancel the fourth one because I've decided that nobody wants to work with me or that I have no idea what I'm doing or that I should just give up and go back to being a paralegal. Or I could realize that what happened on the last three calls has nothing to do with me and it has nothing to do with what will happen on the fourth call. I could still show up to that fourth call as my best self, showing her all the possibilities for how coaching with me can change her life. And at the end of the call, she could still say, heck yes, tell me where to send the money. I could have decided that the first three calls meant something about me and meant something about what would happen on the fourth call and gotten one result. Or I could have decided that the first three calls meant nothing about me and nothing about what would happen on the fourth call and gotten a very different result. The same is true for you. The fact that the last guy didn't think you were right for him has nothing to do with your value and it has nothing to do with what the next guy will think. The fact that the last three dudes ghosted you doesn't have to mean something about your worth and it doesn't have to mean that the next guy will do the same thing. You get to decide. You get to decide what meaning you give to things. You get to decide what thoughts you think. And by deciding what thoughts you think, you get to decide what emotions you feel. And that, my friends, is how you stop obsessing. All right. Don't forget to submit your questions for our Ask a Man Anything episode, which is coming up at the end of this month. The link is in the show notes. Don't forget to join my Facebook group, Love Starts Here. There's amazing things happening in that group. I will link up to it in the show notes, and I will also give you a link if you want to chat with me more about what it might look like for us to work together. Until next time, ladies, remember, the quest for love starts with you. Thanks for listening to Quest for Love. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. For more information about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa, check out melissamsnow.com or questforlovepodcast.com. Until the next episode.